Are you the guys on the beach who hate everything? And I hate everything about you. Everything about you. Hello and welcome back to Damn Good Movie Memories. I'm your host, Brian Davis. I took a few weeks off from doing movies to do the fun things like college radio and music. And now it's the new year and it's 2017. And what are we going to do? We're going to talk about movies that we hate, but everyone else seems to love. So this is a tough one because inevitably you're going to, you know, offend someone. Not really, but there are going to be picks here that people are going to be like, what? Why, how, how could you choose that? Well, we are going to choose those. We're going to dare to choose. So... Usually, if you've listened to past episodes, I have a top five, top ten list. Why well, I, I, I do have a top five list, but they're not in any order. So I'm not going to count them down. I'm just going to tell you my five. And they're not scripted or anything. I'm just going to tell you the first thing that comes to my mind. Because, frankly, these were all one and dones for me. So here we go. The first one that I thought of was Donnie Darko. Now, I don't know everyone loves this movie, but this is kind of those cult classics that... Um, you are frowned upon like you got to see it and if you don't get it well then you didn't watch it enough well I watched it once and it was interesting but yeah I didn't get it <laughs> so um, yeah if I'm one of those people that just didn't go deep enough for it then that's my problem all right the next one I have on my list is Purple Rain which is the Prince movie now I realized Prince passed away in 2016 but even before this, I tried to rewatch Purple Rain because everyone, you know, raves out swinging you know, one of the best musicals of the '80s. And yes, the music, excellent, and uh, you know, the time and and, and all that is is excellent. The movie itself sucks. The acting sucks. Uh, I don't care about any of the uh, characters in it, and I just remember falling asleep when I watched it again not not too long ago, probably at least a year ago. And it just didn't do it for me. All right, the next one I have is Train Spotting. Now, <laughs> I have never done heroin. I don't plan on doing heroin. And this movie definitely was not a <laughs> uh, a gateway to try heroin. Um, yeah, it just, you know, that watching an hour and a half of people miserable uh, strung out just didn't do it for me. Now. But people swear by this movie for whatever reason. If you're going to watch this movie over over and over again, this probably isn't the podcast for you. All right. The next one is That Thing You Do. So the Tom Hanks movie. Now, this should have been right up my alley because I, I enjoy you know, music, uh, rock and roll from the 50s. But again, this was one that started off good. And I love Tom Hanks. But for whatever reason, it just didn't resonate with me. It got boring and... Um, yeah, everyone seems to love this movie, and I don't, so maybe I need to try it again, but yeah, that thing you do didn't do it for me. And lastly is Zoolander. Now, I love stupid comedies, and I really like Ben Stiller and Will Ferrell, uh, Owen Wilson, love all these actors, but I couldn't get into Zoolander. I didn't get it. I remember watching it a long time ago, and didn't do anything for me, and then I tried to rewatch again because of Zoolander 2. No, it just not didn't do it for me. It just the uh, the face and the blue steel and eh, don't care. All right, let's listen to what other people had to say. You can send all the hate mail to me, and uh, I'll come back to wrap this up a little bit later. 
for this week's episode, we had a nice cat. <laughs> I want to be on. Trying to steal our thunder. Uh, movies that you hate, but everyone adores oh, that, that just God. tells you like, oh my God, you hate that movie? What's wrong with you? Can it be noted right now that I'm racking an imaginary <laughs> shotgun and putting it in my mouth? <laughs> oh. um, so Yeah, what comes to mind for these? Anything with Will Ferrell. Really? I can't stand him. I don't know what it is. It's You know why? Because as an actor, he has no range because mm-hmm. he's never going to do anything but be Will Ferrell. So I'd have a hard time with that. I mean, I don't lose sleep over it hard time, but it's like my issue with Jennifer Aniston. So is, give me one movie that everyone loves from him that uh, you're just like, I still can't watch it because it's him. Like Elf or... Right. Okay. Never, yeah, Elf. Um... I had old school? old school. No, old school is different because Vince Vaughn's that, and that yeah. is in that, and that trumps. Everything. And he's not the main character, right? Okay. Exactly. But in it, it, yeah, I can tolerate him in a little bit. But then um, he's in. Was he that do the do, Dewey whatever? Oh, the, I never saw Anchorman. He's an Anchorman, correct? Yeah. yeah. And um, Talladega Nights. Oh, oh man, nightmare. And then isn't who is is he in? Yeah, that one. No bueno. <laughs> um, and so then, uh, yeah, any God, I just, I, I can't even remember the titles because I run from them. I okay. get very upset. So why, he, is he, why is he so great? Can you tell me? I find him, I don't know, I find him very funny. I he no makes problem. me uncomfortable. <laughs> like him and Jim Carrey. Like, stop. Like, I don't know what it is. It's like when they're just so awkward. I get the Jim Carrey thing because he's just so over the top. Um, and and we'll, we'll, we'll... Well, Farrell, yeah, he is over the top. But it's there's something... I don't know. That just I like. I, I can't imagine. We're we're off on the this only one, thing right? I can say. It's it is he is funny when he's like we're going streaking. Right. <laughs> that everybody knows that. So um, the other pe- person that I was always um, the freaking cry- Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, Jennifer Aniston. But we've already I've already we were established that right. Yeah. But um, Russell Crowe for a long time. Really. And he did kind of flip me a little bit. So he's I've kind of can tolerate him a little bit. But there's something about him like you arrogant bloated <laughs> bastard. Oh, so, <laughs> she, um, he feels the same way. I know, right? She's like, ah. So what, so of the Russell Crowe movies, like Gladiator, do you hate? Gladiator? I never saw it. Okay. Um, then there was also, I, it just, oh, oh, there was Dumb and Dumber, but there's that, that's okay. Jim that one, that's, everybody yeah. is like, loves it, and I'm like, anything that's that, like, well, you don't so really awkward. like comedies. I don't. Okay. I know, right? I, I don't know what it is. Maybe because I'm funny all day. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not even realistic. So, like, when I'm watching something, it's like, I don't want to just... It, I have, like, this humorous banter, like, yeah. all day. Like, you know, we do it. I, this We're is why you're on the show. fucking hilarious. I agree. I feel bad for people that aren't a friend. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I... Mm-hmm. Dumb and Dumber was... I know I've seen parts of it, and but after a while, it just got to be like, I'm going to make, make it stop. Or the Borat but, movies. Yeah, Sasha that's Cohen. cringe. Yeah. Oh, oh, God, please make it stop. Um... But yeah, and then you know what? You're gonna you're gonna sail across this table and want to slap me. But the Princess Bride, really, never so seen it. A, oh man! And everybody and I just but so I don't why think haven't not, you seen it? Like what what about it is is alienating you without even? I don't know. It just doesn't seem to interest me. First of all, it's a period piece technically. I, you know, I don't like period pieces either. But this one always drew me in because uh, it's it's a fun story. I don't know if that people hyped it up t- too much or just I just never was like. I don't know what it was, but I'm kind of like, and all, it's like marriage. I get it. Yeah. That's what everybody, yeah. So, um, but yeah, mainly when we're talking about actors, yeah. I would have to say that if Will Ferrell mm-hmm. and Jim Carrey mm-hmm. and Jennifer Aniston yeah. uh, were on a boat that sunk, wouldn't I wouldn't be sad. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd be fine. So uh, I think that's about it for right now until the for- coffee kicks in. 
Okay. Then I'll find some. But more you have movies. no other movies that you just mm-hmm. they can't get into. Can you re- do you remember movies that I was all freaking foaming at the mouth when you? I'm like, oh, I hate that person. Well, no, because I mean, I'm just trying to think of you know. Well, I think Princess Bride is the ultimate one for you because oh that's uh, most people I've talked to that have seen it like it. So should I see it? Is that what you're trying to tell me? I like, is this you, an intervention? Yes, it's intervention. Are you going to are you going to come to me with a? PowerPoint presentation on why I need to watch this movie. It would be like if someone went up to you and said, you you know, like, you, you won't watch The Godfather just because everyone's seen The Godfather. No, it's not even, it wasn't because everyone's seen it. It was because something about it just didn't appeal to me. Okay. Well, look, I get the period piece things. So like, I will not, I don't, I've never seen Avatar. Me neither. Never oh my God. For me. Boring. Um, I never saw, um, I'm trying to think about it. I don't think I've even seen Gladiator. Like, oh. there's just certain movies. High that, yeah, five. There you I, go. Like, <laughs> thank God someone's in my corner. Um, oh, I haven't, I've never seen a Harry Potter movie. Yes, dude. <laughs> I knew you were I've my never seen a Lord of the Rings movie. Me neither. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. I feel so much better okay. about myself now. I thought I was the only one that was, like, yeah. not in that club. No, no. So, that's, you know, I get it. Waiting so, in line. Yeah. And but then people all... look at, like, my mom adores Harry Potter. She loves Lord she of the has, Rings. She reads the books. Oh, yeah. She loves all that stuff. But, no, it doesn't do anything for me. Oh, my gosh. Thank God. Yeah. I'm not alone in the world. Okay, so this week we are back to doing movies and we're back with Dane and he has graciously decided to come up with some movies that um, he doesn't like but other people seem to love for some reason. Yeah, uh, and, and what, what came to mind when I, when I heard this topic was uh, no particular movie uh, but, but more a genre of movies. Okay. Um, and uh, I'm thinking of the, the teen dystopian films. Uh, Hunger, really Games. Right now, yeah. <laughs> Hunger Games, uh, Divergent, um, there's got to be another one, uh, Maze Runner, I guess. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, which, uh, that one I found a little, a little inherently interesting because, mm-hmm. because of the maze, yeah. you know, and it reminds me of uh, Labyrinth or something, or, uh, which, or, yeah, or Cube, actually. Yeah. It, those two things came mm-hmm. to mind. Um, but, I, I, yeah, I, I feel like so much of the, uh, some of the best uh, sci-fi ideas and the biggest, you know, budgets are... are Sort of being squandered on an all teenage cast that is sort of alienating. Yeah. Um, and also, now, did you at see the risk of sounding did. silly, because mm-hmm. I know it's sci fi fantasy, also unrealistic. Sure. Just sort of, you know, in what world do these, these teens have as. Uh, well, <laughs> well, I was going to say as much power as they do, and yet yeah. in Hunger Games, they're actually pretty powerless. Sure. Um, in you, the Divergent you the, series. You didn't they read any of the books or anything? For no. The, okay. No. Yeah. Um, Divergent, though, they it, it seems to be like a society of. I don't know, teenagers and then like slightly older 20-something right. maybe. Who, so, um, of course, in reality, most of the people who are portraying teenagers are played by people in their 20s, and that's been a rule for a long time. But I'm actually surprised they never have remade a modern, maybe they have, but a modern version of Lord of the Flies, since that seems kind of like um, where everything's going now. I know? think the most recent was the 1991. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I <laughs> yeah. saw the original from the, I guess it was the, 50s, uh, 60s, but and that yeah. was even dark for back then. So I never, I never saw... Um, I think either of those films, okay. or, or read the book. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, no, it's interesting because it is the in their entirety. Although yeah, I know that uh, actor Baltazar Getty. Yeah, who uh, you never hear from anymore. No, I mean, and that's that's an understatement. I mean, you yeah. didn't really hear from him He's by the mid nineties, right? But um, yeah, uh, and so I, yeah. So today we have like a lot of reboots um, of of stuff. Uh, you know, Predator, yeah. uh, Total Recall, RoboCop. Yeah, um, which is kind of a shame. Um, but yeah, where really the new stuff anything. is concerned, yeah. it seems to be all teens. And so, yeah. you know, 
but it doesn't seem to be working because of these movies. I mean, I, well, Hunger Games does well, but um, yeah. I'm not sure. I think there's going to be a burnout factor. I think there's a burnout with superhero movies at this point, too. Yes, that's another thing. Yeah, I feel like the uh, the superhero movies, which, okay, so they're not all teenage cast, but, right. you know, it's kind of an inherently silly um, situation, yeah. for lack of a better word. I, I've i never uh, really been into the superhero genre so much, although I, Christopher Nolan Batman films sure. are a little bit different. Um, but it's like almost like they're making up for lost time because there was like pretty much nothing in the 80s. And then yeah. I mean, there was the Superman movies and then Batman came and then it was really nothing. And then all of a sudden Spider-Man hit in the early 2000s and then it's nonstop. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, Wolverine and, yeah. you know, and uh, all, all those yeah. characters yeah. were around in the 80s, but um, they never did anything. There was no, uh, well, there was, there was the popular cartoon in the 90s. Sure. They, it was like, um, I think it like played at like 3.30 in the afternoon. Yeah. It was like perfect yeah. like after school uh thing mm-hmm. um also batman at the time too. sure but um yeah the, uh, i feel like there's just not a lot it, it, it's not a lot of uh new uh material happening no. there and when it does it's it's somewhat wasted in my opinion by having an all teenage cast it's true yeah which is yeah both both sort of limiting as a setup but also a little alienating or isolating no, I guess I just kind of wanted to uh, make the point that uh, it's not my imagination. It does seem like a lot of the uh, yeah. uh, the, the biggest budgets and most of the energy around anything sci-fi or fantasy today is, has is a huge uh, teen element to it. That yeah. I is, uh, but it's not good teen. It's you know, there's no, always teen yeah. movies. I mean, obviously in you know, yeah. the 80s. Oh, that, oh, that yeah, that's an interesting, uh, interesting point. Yeah, yeah. In the, in, I feel like until recently, you know, teens were depicted uh, in their natural habitat. Sure. As, were, as people in high school. Exactly. And yeah. now you never, hardly ever see them in high school. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, I'm mean, there. Movies like Pitch Perfect. Uh, yeah, uh, that's college, I guess, mm-hmm. to be you know, specific or accurate. But um, like high school music. Yeah, <laughs> but they're they're all they've been taken out of high schools and, and put into uh, you know a dystopian future. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah. in the '80s you, there was a ton. Obviously, the John Hughes stuff, and then um, you know we were ta- we were just talking about Three O'clock High not too long ago. At Three O'clock High, yeah. which is being uh, remade. Uh, I mentioned, really, I mentioned off yeah. off mic a little while ago. Yeah. But uh, this this time the fight is between two teachers. Oh, of course, <laughs> and not, of course. And not the students. Um, yeah, and then the yeah. '90s you had your you know can't hardly waits and and American Pie yeah. and things like that. Yeah, but, yeah. It, it's interesting that this generation is considered in many ways to be not as grown up because they were raised by helicopter parents, right? <laughs> and yet they're being you know placed in these situations in film that are incredibly uh, grown up. Right, it's like Red Dawn, <laughs> <laughs> something yeah. like that, right. which they right. made and wasn't as good. So. Yeah, no, oh, yeah, they made. They, yeah, North Korea. Yeah. Everyone could agree on North Korea. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. If you made it Cuba, you know, some progressives might be upset by that. Yeah. You, but not... You, yeah. If you make it Russia, well, they could... Well, hell, Russia yeah. Well, Russia's the big fan. So. <laughs> cool. Thank you, well, Dave. Okay. All right. For this week, we have a newbie, and it's Kent. So welcome to the show. Hello. Kent. Thank you. So you picked a great one to start with, <laughs> and you're going to go with the movies you hate, but everyone else seems to enjoy. Well, the obvious one for me is I don't like science fiction or fantasy. At all. At, at all. But then I was thinking about it, and I was thinking maybe because I find it so fake. Okay. And because the last science, you know, I, the old Star Wars and the old Clash of the Titans. Sure. Oh, oh, absolutely. But I mean, I just, it's laughable. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. But I'm thinking maybe because I find it so ridiculous that that's why I don't like it. But maybe now with the, the technology and CGI mm-hmm. and things I don't even realize or know about. So maybe you can't give them the ones from like, like Jason the Argonauts and stuff like that didn't do it for you? No, okay. no, no, no. It just, because it just seems so phony. Mm-hmm. But but like I haven't seen Avatar. I haven't seen the Harry, anything Harry Potter or yeah. maybe I'm just... 
uh, or maybe it's a, a what do you call it? A, a, or I'm fighting myself not to <laughs> be sucked into a fantasy world. Right. <laughs> so, can you get behind superhero movies? Uh, I saw Superman 2 and I remember liking it very much. Okay. <laughs> 1980. So that was yeah. the last superhero movie. Well, I that guess is the so. best one of the Christopher Reeve era. Yeah. yeah. I, to me, yeah. But also, because I think that, allowed, that was the one, the racetrack one. So they filmed that in LA at a racetrack. I don't think so. I could be wrong. But Toby, that's Tobey Maguire, right? No, no, no. This, Superman, thinking? your thing is Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2. <laughs> <laughs> Superman 2 and Christopher Reeve, they, that's when Superman oh, no, no, lost no, his no, powers. No, no. Okay. Spider-Man so you're not that old school. Okay, <laughs> yes. Spider-Man 2 and Daphne, I remember. Yeah. yeah. I remember liking that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that Tobey Maguire, uh, David Gelber is on the show a lot. Um, he's a big superhero fan. And he, um, his only beef with that was Tobey Maguire was too old. Like, he, he wasn't a teenager. Yeah. And so then the reboot is supposed to have a real teenager, like really? Peter Parker. So it could oh. be interesting. So uh, we, yeah. we shall see. I guess I suspend my disbelief uh, better for that kind of stuff than the For whole. superheroes? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. So besides sci-fi and, and that stuff, what else, what, what what specific movie can you think of that, you know, everyone's like, oh, you got to see this, you got to see this, and you saw it, and it was just like, oh. Uh, that's a good question. Um, specific movie... So I put you on the spot. This yeah, is good. That's what I like I to do. I was thinking more of genres than specific ones. That's okay, though. Um, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Making for compelling. Uh, it seems for like, uh, you'll, you'll definitely remember once we yeah, talk yeah, to Michael. Exactly. Right? <laughs> um, Oscar winners seem to be the ones that, for me personally, that, uh, you know, that's great that it, they're critically acclaimed. But there's a reason why they probably don't make any money and nobody sees them. Yeah, you and, know, there, I was watching, sometimes I, if I need to pick a pick me up, I like to watch the Oscar monologues on YouTube. <laughs> yes, and they're always making uh, references to the movie Crash. Yeah, uh, that's oh. that for some reason that won the Oscar, and I remember watching that thinking, oh, it's okay. Yeah. but this is really the best movie of the year. I the saw that on that a out. date, and it was <laughs> awful. I mean, completely depressing. Just yeah. not a you know, and that's what wins Oscars. You know, yeah. my my big go to is in 1986, Out of Africa won Best Picture for yeah. 1985. That's fine. It was a really good movie, and people remember Meryl Streep and, and Robert Redford. But what are you going to watch that? Are you going to watch that, or are you going to watch Back uh, to the Future? Uh, You're going to watch Back to the Future, but Back to the Future will never win an Oscar. You know, the ultimate one for that is uh, The Goodbye Girl. Mm. That won the Oscar the mm-hmm. same year as, I don't know, I think it was a Scorsese film. Sure. Or, or Raging Bull, maybe, or something like that. Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to watch Raging Bull ten times, right. but still. Well, that's why I was shocked, you know, when I heard that Rocky had won an Oscar in 70, well, it was probably 77 Oscars, but... Because um, that doesn't seem like the type of movie yeah. that would win an Oscar. Maybe it's because it was a uh, you know kind of a low budget indie t- type yeah. film. But yeah, don't give me some Oscars. Time, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> but no, Crash would be a good one. I'm gonna I'm gonna mark that down. Crash is your pick. Yeah, let's do that one. Yeah, that's. A good but one. I don't think anyone really defends Crash. I think it was just the Evans <laughs> director. Time. Yeah. yeah, even the director's mother even. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, thank you, Ken. Thank this you. Was great. Thank you for having me. Hooray, Samantha's back. So this I week, <laughs> and by yourself, without Hello. without David. Sorry, Hello. David, but Sad. he's not going to be on this week. So I, I hope he's listening. Not. I know. All right. So this week we're going to do for the new year movies that you hate, but everyone else seems to enjoy. So this is a fun topic. This is a fun topic. I complain. I <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, we ended 2016 on a on a good note for this podcast. So let's you know. We'll start a little negative, but we're still having fun doing yes. it. So, all right, what are your picks for movies that just, you know, didn't didn't do it for you? So I only could come up with like one immediately mm-hmm. because I tend to avoid 
everything that I might hate. Like, Which is I, smart. Yeah, I have yeah. a list of like actors that I like irrationally hate that I just won't go to their movies mm-hmm. and I won't see certain types of movies because um, I'm just like that. <laughs> but something that I was dragged in to see was The Social Network. Oh, yeah, yeah. When it came out mm-hmm. and I thought it was the stupidest. <laughs> idea for a movie ever <laughs> i will see horrible action movies mm-hmm. i'll see silly horror movies romantic I'll see comedies anything like, yeah. yeah i'll i'll watch anything mm-hmm. but well i just contradicted myself <laughs> <laughs> i'll watch a lot of, i'll watch a lot of garbage <laughs> other than certain things but that was just one where all of the critical acclaim mm-hmm. the writing all, you the know, soundtrack? Yeah, everything yeah. was just like, oh, this is the greatest team behind this movie and like the acting and da 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 da. Mm-hmm. But I was like, why was this even created? Yeah. So it was it that you just, you didn't believe it even though it was based on supposedly a true story. Yeah. Um, what, so what, what really didn't resonate with you? I just thought... I, I didn't sympathize with any of the characters. I thought they were all annoying. So even awful. the protagonist you hated. Yeah. So yeah. And... I just felt like initially this movie, maybe in 50 years' time, this would be an interesting like historical drama about like burgeoning tech culture. Yeah. But no, it was something that happened just, when did it come out? In like 2010 or yeah. something? Yeah, it was relatively recent. So so like Facebook just got popular right. like 07, 08, 09, I don't know, like just with the general public. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It'd been uh, like if they did a MySpace movie. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, 2010. So, yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's already... We might as well make a Snapchat movie yeah. now. <laughs> There's just no, there was no point, And I thought it was just a lot of, a lot of hype and a lot of just great reviews for something that I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't get. I was bored. Mm-hmm. I was rolling my eyes. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, I'm trying to think of other movies where that happened. It seems to happen more now. It's like anything that just happened, they have to make a movie. Like, yeah. Even Sully. I haven't seen it oh, yet. Oh, that was another one. I'm, yeah. like, I'm not okay. even going to see that. <laughs> and I love Clint Eastwood. I, I probably will see yeah. it. But, um, I mean, it just happened. Like, it just it, like happened. Like five years ago. Yeah. Like, especially, in t- you know, I love, like, true story yeah. movies. I love historical dramas. Yeah. But... Something that you could go watch a video on YouTube about. I yeah. don't need to see a yeah. two-hour movie. That's right. In the theater, mm-hmm. and there's so many other historical things that have happened yeah. that we could make movies about. Yeah. That, yeah. And I don't want to watch a mm-hmm. two-hour movie with super fast dialogue yeah. about some nerds. <laughs> so <laughs> I can read about on Wikipedia. So oh, that's a great one. So nobody's picked that one. So. That's good. So what are so what are the actors and actresses that you refuse to go see their movies? So it, the intro of this podcast was my, my hairstylist, Sarah, talking about the, the people she hates. And unfortunately, she said Will Ferrell. But Aww. yeah, I know. So this is good. So we're going to have... I think Will point. Ferrell movies come into a lot of people's yeah. I hate yeah. so much. But I, I enjoy all of them. I love so. them. Okay, so who are the actors and actresses that you, you absolutely will not see their, their movies? I, I can't deal with Ben Affleck. Okay. Um, I can't deal with Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> right. They're two of the top. All right, all right, all right. They're cast in everything. <laughs> I, I still haven't seen True Detective because he's in it. I just can't do it. I can't do it. I can't take him seriously. I can't take either of them seriously. So is it only if they're in a starring role or if they're just in the movie at all? 
starring. Okay, so you can still see Days and Confused. Yeah, both yeah, of them are actually older. in that movie. Yeah. yeah, that's an older one yeah. too. So, and there was a lot more going on. But I'm with you yeah. about Ben Affleck. So He's you know, just so like dry and, and douchey, just this yeah. blocky. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'll still see movies no with personality. Him, but I just rewatched Chasing Amy because I got it on DVD because it was just part of a oh, package. Oh wow. And it, I, I, it was before he really got big. Mm-hmm. But even then, like I love the Jason Lee character. Mm-hmm. He's just such an ass that you gotta like him. But you could, like he, you didn't almost didn't want him to get Amy, like, or not, it wasn't Amy, but the the girl. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it just it didn't. Uh, yeah, you you weren't rooting for him because he just didn't. He wasn't likable. So. He's not likable, and he, he's doing the whole directing thing yeah. now. Well, he has for a while, but yeah. Yeah. And the McConaughey, so you won't see, like, I, I really like the Lincoln Wire, but I know that oh, you won't see. Oh, uh, uh-uh. You I, won't I see. Watch all right, all right. I'm not going to. I can't, I, I just, I can't, he, yeah, just his, his transition to mm-hmm. dramatic acting, uh, good for him, he's doing well, but it's not my, I'm not a fan. Um, sadly, also, um, Jennifer Lawrence is falling into that category. R- really? Yeah, so, just, I think we're just... Like oversaturated with all the like the star other stuff. Yeah. stuff, so it's like I get tired of seeing these people, and I yeah. can't take them seriously as actors sometimes. I think so. part of it's today's culture. Mm-hmm. So, fifty years ago, you know, when the studio controlled these actors and actresses, yeah. I think you could you didn't see them every day. You'd yeah. see them in the paper, mm-hmm. but that's different than just like social media and everything. Yeah, and you see twenty interviews about them for each movie, yeah. and it's like oh. They're it's overkill. so funny and they're so interesting. Yeah. It's like, I don't care. <laughs> and, and honestly, can you name a star that you will just go see them because they're in a movie? Like Jennifer Lawrence might be one of them now, but mm-hmm. even her, like I don't think people are going to go just see her. They're going to see Hunger Games because it's Hunger yeah. Games. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's no more Stallones or even Clint Eastwood's mm-hmm. or, you know, um, even Meryl, like Meryl Streep. I mean, might be the last of the, you know. I go see her just because whatever she's in. Yeah, but it's usually decent. Yeah, if she's in it. But no young actors or actresses. Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe well, there's you know the weird fan bases. There is. The, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think for the general public. Yeah, there's no more like go-to mm-hmm. um, stars anymore. But. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining the Debbie Downer crew. <laughs> so, but no, those are great. Sorry, Social Network, you uh, suck. Blech. A million dollars isn't cool. You know what's cool? A billion dollars. Blech, blech. Enrique's back. Yay. <laughs> so this week we are going to start 2017 on a somewhat negative note because why not? Because it's the worst year. <laughs> no. Well, we'll find out. So we want to, I want to know the movies that you just, you, you, they don't do it for you, but everyone else seems to rave about them. Okay. So I went to high school at one of the high schools in the area that had a like film program. Mm. Um, for like budding filmmakers, because Woodstock has like a big film community. Yeah, the Woodstock Film Festival is there, and everything. So there's a lot of like out of work film people <laughs> who want to like teach. So all of my friends that took these like film classes mm-hmm. were always like make me watch them. And I had like weird taste in in movies, but one that was like kind of popular among them when I was in high school was Pulp Fiction. They're like, we have to watch it. You mm-hmm. have to watch it. It's so good. And I was like. Really? <laughs> okay. So, so you hadn't seen Reservoir Dogs. You hadn't, I hadn't you seen say, Reservoir okay. Dogs. I hadn't seen... Actually, it was my first Tarantino okay. movie. Yeah. I was like 16 or 17, mm-hmm. and 
my now fiance and his friend, best friend, best man, Robin, mm-hmm. who's like actually now a very accomplished filmmaker, was like, yeah, we have to expose her to all this <laughs> great <laughs> art. And I was like, what? Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, we watched So it. was it hyped up for you before you actually saw it? Yeah. Okay. Totally. Yeah. Everybody was quoting it. Yeah. Like... The Samuel Jackson scenes mm-hmm. and, you know, just... Play Big Mac. Yeah. yeah. It was the most quotable movie among my, like, arty friend group. Uh-huh. And finally, I mean, I saw it and the... the it was fine. Like, <laughs> I wasn't that excited about it. Mm-hmm. It seemed really, like, self-indulgent. Yeah. You know? And a movie... I can tell I wasn't totally into it if, like, a, ten days later somebody asked me what it was about, and I was like, I have no idea. I could not tell you what happened in that movie. But even people that like it, they're really there's so many different stories going on there that that's that's a pretty easy thing not to not to get. I mean, yeah, especially if you weren't into it. So. I think I, you know, when people ask me that, did you not like it or did you just not get it? And I'm like, I got it. Yeah, like I'm not an idiot. Yeah. I followed it, but I think it was. I, I I liked the dialogue. I liked the writing. Mm-hmm. I even thought it was like well produced and shot and created, but it was so like hyper masculine. It didn't have any like human themes in it. Mm-hmm. It was just like so so much violence. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I like I went on to see Inglorious Bastards later, a few years later. Mm-hmm. I saw Reservoir Dogs a few years later. And I liked those films. I liked a lot of, like, the Tarantino. I, like, Kill Bill. Yeah. But my one of my favorite movies is Inglorious Bastards. Mm-hmm. So it's not that I'm, like, uh, not into Tarantino. Sure. I think it was just that it was too hyped, maybe. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be interesting because I saw it when it came out in high school. We had to sneak in. Yeah. We had to, because we were 16, I think. Yeah. And so we, same age as you. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I think we Coming said, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, uh, we said we were going to see Forrest Gump. We bought tickets for Forrest Gump, snuck into Pulp Fiction. And I realized watching it, like, oh my God, I think I should have seen Forrest Gump. <laughs> between the Gimp. Between just all this crazy shit, I wasn't really waiting for. What uh, wasn't ready for because yeah. it, it hadn't been hyped at all. We just we saw the trailer and we're like, okay, but this might be fun to go see. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I had a different experience. I enjoyed it, but it was just it was a lot, especially it's at that a age. Lot. Yeah. And I mean, my friends were super like avant garde and had all this mm-hmm. really you know grotesque kind of taste yeah. in things. It was very trendy. Yeah. In Woodstock at the time, as a kid, to be like really into kind of grotesque art but like it was something there was something about sitting in the room with like my friends and the like first car scene is Mm -hmm. kind of barreling through and it's really fast paced and it's well done yeah and you know they're just so into it like their energy levels are like up here and they're like really into it and toward the end of the scene they go they're like cracking up and there's blood all over the seats and like they're so like stimulated by this and I'm just like "Mm, (laughs) really like it was fun but like it really stopped like at my most like the most basic human 
desire for entertainment was met, you mm-hmm. know, and then nothing else kind of was met. Does that make so sense? You, but I'm tr- did you like the soundtrack? Yeah, okay, no, so yeah. I really like this. I love yeah. all of the use of like music and sound yeah. in a lot of those mm-hmm. movies. But that's a great one. See, this is what I'm looking for. So that okay. So what other ones did you think? So of? this one's a little <laughs> more lighthearted. But so there was a period of time after Frozen came out that was like at its peak popularity for people that were into musicals aged 19 to 29. Mm-hmm. Like it was kind of before it exploded and became like a child's hit that there was a group of like musical fanatics who were big Adina Menzel fans who was Alpha Bud and yes. Wicked. And Can you pronounce huge... it the way um, John Travolta did since we'll bring Adele it back to... Desi. <laughs> the wickedly talented Adele Desi... See, we, we, we connect everything here, folks. You didn't. You had no idea I was going to go there with Pulp Fiction. John Travolta, Adele Disease. Perfect segue. Yes. But so, yeah, she's one of the biggest voices in Broadway, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. People were very excited. And then everybody was freaking out about it all. Oh, my God, it's amazing. Feminism and the music is amazing and blah. And I really, I, you know, I liked it. I, I was fine. Mm-hmm. But as far as Disney movies go, like, Disney musical specifically, I really, I enjoyed Brave a lot more. Like, a lot of these kind of under the radar. Mm-hmm. I think it was like a right place, right time for Frozen. Yeah. I, could, I don't think it would have exploded if there if it hadn't been like so hyped. Yeah. That's I, interesting. I wasn't crazy yeah. about it. I think it went on way too long. I thought the ending was kind of predictable. Mm-hmm. I thought that the male characters were stupid. You know? I still haven't seen it. Like, I didn't fall for the hype. I think it was probably too much hype for me. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously there was, like, wait, this is kind of good, period, which is when, like, I was, my, like, musical theater friends were getting into it. Mm-hmm. Then it, like, exploded into, like, Halloween times. Everybody was yeah. being Elsa for Halloween. And then it was just, it was, there was everything. Yeah. And it just exploded. And the, people got so oversaturated with frozen yes. stuff that they're like, I'm not even going to bother seeing it. Yeah. Know? It's interesting what, uh, you know, why a certain Disney movie would do better than than the other. I, mean, I know. They all kind of have the same pattern. And, uh, yeah, why would that be any different than Tangled or you yeah. know, something like that? So that's a good point. I, I mean, Tangled, one thing that people were, like, super into about Frozen was it was not really about, like, finding a prince or, like, a prince relationship. There was not, like, a male. Traditional yeah, Fairy it tale. was yeah. the the love story was supposed to be between the sisters, which is like an untraditional love story. The men were kind of just like on the side, mm-hmm. fine, whatever. But that same tale was kind of told. That same theme was present in Brave, which came out mm. four years before. That's right. Maria was like this new princess mm-hmm. who had big curly hair. And That's I was right. like, yeah, finally! <laughs> <laughs> um, and she was really cool and it took place in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Or was it Ireland? I think it was Scotland. Yeah. And it was just like a fun. And there were battles and there things were like battles. that. There yeah. she, you know, it was just a fun tale. And, you know, the, I have a, had a similar experience with Mulan. Mm. Everybody loved it. Everybody wanted me to see it. I was the only person who'd never seen it. Mm-hmm. Um... And I watched it, and I was like, meh. What's the one that's out right now that's um, that's really popular? The Disney movie? The Disney movie, movie. yeah. I don't know. Okay, then you haven't seen it. I won't bring it up. 
Okay. Um, After okay. Frozen, I kind of... You kind of checked out. Done. <laughs> you had your peak. You had, Lion, you had your Lion King and all that fun oh stuff. Oh my gosh, yeah. the peak of Disney ended in like 1999. <laughs> well, actually, there was some... When they do when they team up with Pixar, there's some right. golden moments. Like mm-hmm. Finding Nemo and mm-hmm. Toy Story 2. Toy Story 4 is coming out. No! Like this year or next year? It's it's one, it's coming soon. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't know where they can go with that. Thing. I can't handle any more sequels. Yeah. Just saying. Well, no, I mean, that's what uh, movies today have been relegated to. It's superheroes and sequels yeah. and remakes, so. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> okay. What other uh, ones did you have over those two? Those were the main two. Those are awesome. Can't really think of any more because I'm very easy to entertain. So. You were saying that, but you came up with two, and I'm proud of you. So yeah, and he, yeah. those two, I like. I honestly liked. It wasn't even like I didn't like them. I think it was just that it it was hype that contributed. Well, the title of this is movies you hate, but I said that just as a grabber. <laughs> but it's movies that just really it, it didn't didn't live it, up to the hype. Yeah, yeah exactly. Didn't do it. Yeah, there's a bunch One of others done. in there. But, you know, most of them I remember liking. Yeah. When I remember, I have a very distinct memory of watching Pulp Fiction mm-hmm. and everybody around me, like, really Looking at loving you. it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what do you think? What do you, like, I'm not literally saying that, but you can feel the eyes yeah. on me, like, as the one like, person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, mm, yeah, it's so good. And that makes it harder. Clerks. To- <laughs> oh, yeah. Clerks is another one. I just thought of one. I just watched it last week, yeah. Um... Yeah, another movie that my friends in high school were super into. Mm-hmm. They thought they, that The Clerks and Clerks 2 were both hilarious, <laughs> like funniest movies ever. And I watched them with my now fiance. Mm-hmm. And he really was like, we gotta watch Clerks, yeah. you're gonna love it. And I was like, I really can't make it through this movie. <laughs> it is a snapshot in time, like that early 90s. Like in, you it's know. the 90s. It's yeah. that 90 to 95 yeah. time period where it was just like movies don't aren't about much. Mm-hmm. There's like, well, that movie especially. I mean, it's just the day in the life. Of, yeah, yeah. I think it's the day in the life tales or like these kind of real time movies. Yeah. Where things are happening in real time mm-hmm. and, and written to occur in real time right and i'm just like i need a narrative yeah and the characters aren't necessarily that likable like yeah, even right. ones that are funny you know there was something about like being entertained by the most like banal people mm-hmm. in the 90 to 95 time yeah so did you get any other kevin smith movies or was it you were done uh, that was them? just that was all so you didn't see I mall saw, rats or i didn't see mall rats chasing amy yeah that sounds familiar yeah See, if I can't remember it, <laughs> I didn't yeah. like it. Yeah. So that's what I'm what I found. Chasing Amy could have been good. It, it, my, it was Ben Affleck, like that kind of threw it away. Like, he wasn't oh. likable. So he's pursuing a woman that is a lesbian, and he falls in love with her. They become friends. He falls in love with her, and it then sounds familiar. Yeah. Huh. I love the Joey Lauren Adams character, and uh. she's great in it. But Ben Affleck, you, you're not even rooting for him. Yeah, you know, so that, that makes. I feel right. like that was the '90s was about. It was like oh, yeah. taking the yeah. boring dude ever, <laughs> trying to make like a star. very few likable qualities, yeah. and like make him a star. <laughs> God, welcome to the '90s. So many missed opportunities for women throughout history. You get Ben Affleck, and that's it. Yes. <sighs> well, anyway, thank you, Enrique. Thank you for being the Debbie Downer of. 2017. <laughs> Very happy. That's what I was trying to do this time. <laughs> okay, this week we're going to get negative with Gwen. 
and we're going to talk about the movies that were so hyped and you had to go see it and then just were let down. Exactly. You didn't I like so, negativity. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, good. Let's start in yeah. 2017 with some negative, <laughs> negative Nancy. So what are your picks? So one of my picks is a movie I saw recently is Boyhood. Mm-hmm. So that was a two, 2014 coming of age film. Right. And it was um, in production for about, what, 12, 13 years. Mm. Yeah. It was nominated for a lot of, uh, like, yeah, uh, awards. Yeah, it got... Best motion picture, best director, and so forth. And so uh, there were all these um, accolades mm-hmm. with it. But when I saw it, it was just so slow. <laughs> and um, I mean, I love the concept of having this, you know, kid when he's six years old, and then mm-hmm. you watch him grow, you know, in real life and play the same role. Um, the concept's great, but the there wasn't much action in the film. Right. So um, I think that it probably needed a little more. Mm? Yeah. So you <laughs> fell for the Oscar hype of it. Mm, yeah. I mean, I wanted to know what it was about sure. yeah. and everything. So I ended up watching it um, on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And I was talking with a friend of mine about it. And she saw it in the movie theater. Mm. And she said that she fell asleep. <laughs> and she said, well, you know, she works as a nurse. Mm. And she thought maybe it's because she had worked the night shift. But I said, no, mm. I don't <laughs> She's think so. She's being too so. nice to yeah. <laughs> She said, oh, maybe I need to watch it again. I'm like, no, mm. I don't think it's going to help no. at all. So Watch it in the morning because <laughs> she should be awake, you know. 11 o'clock, watch it at 11 yeah. a.m., see what happens. Yeah. But... I don't know. It, it was a really long film with not much um, excitement. I mean, I've seen documentaries that are more it's, <laughs> exciting. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so, so that's a good one. Yeah. Um, so, you know, one of the things, though, that I do want to see mm-hmm. is um, there's a parody of a Boyhood called Barthood, and it's based on The Simpsons. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they did a, a, a parody of Bart as he grows through the years. So I think that would be much more exciting. Uh-huh. Than so it's like the farce one. of the penguins instead of the uh, whatever they exactly the, the march of the penguins. Exactly. So um, so yeah, you know, it had all these um, great reviews. It's been on like the best of lists, but. For me, it just kind of fell short. Fell flat. Yeah. That's that's this is what we're talking about. All right. <laughs> and in general, this has come up a lot. A lot of Oscar nominated, Oscar or award, you know, worthy films. A lot of times, just there's a reason why they aren't seen. There's a lot of times they, they don't make money <laughs> because people in general don't care. But, right. You know, right. And then you know, you then you see these like sleeper films. Yeah. That just like was low production. Mm-hmm. Hardly had any advertising. The classic example is the Blair Witch Project. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, that was when, like, viral marketing started. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't really advertise it. Right. You know, in, on television or radio, it was just all through the internet. Mm-hmm. Then it got really hyped up. Um, and it turned out to be a really good film. But see, that's right. exciting. It had, mm-hmm. like, you know, you're at the edge of your feet. Compared to Boyhood, where you know you're just like it's kind of meandering around. <laughs> Look, every movie's got its place, and some I'm sure some people really like kind of that long, drawn out. But yeah, it just it didn't yeah. for you. It didn't it didn't resonate. 
No, not at all. So that's sorry, a good one. Boyhood. Sorry, boy, boyhood's going to the end of the pile. So yeah, and another one that I had mm -hmm. was No Country for Old Men. Okay, so you didn't like that one, so Do you did? Did you? Um, it was a it's a rough film, it, and I saw it in the theater. And yeah. Um, yeah, I would say I would say I liked it, but it wasn't one I want to watch again and again. So right. Um, Oh, the, the acting was was very well done. Yeah, and you know Javier Bardem, which we talked about, Mr. ACDC. Academy Award. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I love Javier Bardem. I saw him in other films, mm -hmm. including a lot of um, you know Spanish films. Yeah, and he's you know absolutely great. But maybe it was just I couldn't get over his hair. <laughs> I, it was just hard to watch his hair, mm -hmm. and so <laughs> maybe that's what also turned. So was me it? Out the, I mean, it's a dark film. So and and yeah. I don't mind. I mean, I do like dark films. Okay. You know, I like a lot of the crime drama mm -hmm. um, genre, but this one I just couldn't get into it. There so aren't much. many. I don't. Is there any likable character in that? Because even like Josh Brolin's not likable and. Um, That's true. Tom, it was Tom, Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones, Jones. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I don't know if he's ever likable, <laughs> even when he plays. That's true. <laughs> even in Men in Black. He seems like he's always playing some kind of like sheriff or like, yeah. you know, authority figure. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Permanent grouch. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so it, it's interesting how it, again, like won all these accolades mm -hmm. and these awards. But for me, it just didn't. You know, yeah, I didn't connect with it, and it's interesting because when I used to watch all the Roger and Ebert, um, and even like look when I look at New York Times reviews on films, I always seem to disagree. And if they say something's really good, then mm -hmm. that means I won't like it, <laughs> and vice versa. Uh -huh. If they say something's bad, then You'll I won't like, like it. it. Yeah. yeah, so it's kind of interesting how that works and kind of makes me wonder how do you become an expert like critique it's really changed we, we were having this conversation with uh, josephine and malin how you know it used to be and you grew up in the, the san francisco bay area you know the chronicle where you know they, the guy jumping out of his chair and, oh i love that yeah, yeah those were fun and but you were kind of relegated to your local uh, source or the national people like siskel and ebert and uh gene uh shallot and, and leonard True. malton um, where now you have your Rotten Tomatoes, where it aggregates everything. So, like, I could have my own, you know, Brian's, exactly. you know, and they aggregate that, which I don't know is good or bad, but um, it's different. It's really different. Yeah, and you just have more um, bloggers, Yeah, too, absolutely. And more people to disagree with or agree yeah. with. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. It's, and, and why is their opinion any different than someone's a quote-unquote expert, you know, just... That's true, unless you studied, you know, cinema. And, yeah, or, or you're a filmmaker. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Then you have more, um, I don't know, say. Right, right. It. But I love those. Yeah, Herb Kane. Oh, yeah. And, uh, uh, Mikko Sal. <laughs> yeah, and those little, like, pictures. Oh, those were great. Yeah, those are, that was part of the reason I had the Chronicle for many years, just to read that. Oh. <laughs> like, just to see those guys, yeah. Yeah, so that was, um, so yeah, this movie just didn't do it for me mm -hmm. even though I do like a lot of dark films and those and you like <laughs> some of those actors too so yeah 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 definitely mm -hmm. um and I see that the Coen brothers oh well, made this there you film, go <laughs> which you I like love Fargo. Fargo yeah yeah I love Fargo I didn't think it was slow I even love like the new Fargo that's on you know a drama series yeah. on t uh cable did you see uh the remake of True Grit no. Okay. So, if you uh, did you see the original with John Wayne? 
No. Okay, watch both of them. Because okay. the original is serious, but it's not. It's kind of lighthearted in a way. Yeah. Um, whereas the, the remake is, there's no lightheartedness at all. Like, it's completely dark. And oh, it's, really? Yeah. Um, pretty much holds true to, okay. the, to the original. But, um, yeah, I'll be interested to see how you like okay. it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that sounds great. So. All right. All right. These are great. Great as always. <laughs> always prepared. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you. All right. We are back with the dynamic duo of Malin and Josephine. It's been a few weeks, um, but I'm glad to have you guys back. And so we might as well start 2017 being negative. Let's talk, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the movies that you guys don't like, but everyone seems to enjoy. That's right. The end is nigh and your favorite movie sucks. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Um, this was, it was hard, but it wasn't. Like, I almost feel bad admitting some of them, but again, that's that's the way this is going to go. So There's no judgment. There's just, no, yeah. You yeah. Just, you're into it or you're not. Yeah. So. yeah. Okay, we'll start with Josephine. Okay. So what is, uh, what are some of the movies that everyone tells you they're so great, but they, they just don't do it for you? Well, the one that immediately came to my mind when I saw the topic was, because um, this is the one that just comes up, uh-huh. is... Um, Almost every Wes Anderson movie after Rushmore. So I loved, is it Bottle Rocket? I oh, love yeah, yeah. Rushmore. Mm-hmm. Everything after that. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> it was just too, it felt too, especially the one that had all the Royal Tenant Bombs. Oh, yeah. It just feels mm-hmm. too um, contrived quirky as opposed to like organically mm-hmm. quirky. And then the last one I saw was Moon something Kingdom, Moonrise Kingdom. Oh, Moonrise Kingdom. Was it Moonrise? Oh. It just felt too twee, too mm. too much, and like I think Tina Fey and Amy Poehler made some joke about Wes Anderson when they were hosting something about how he like he came to the awards on a bicycle made of like antique trombone parts. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it just feels too much yeah. like that. Mm. Um, so so that's that that's one, and then funny enough, I all I had to do was to remember some of the rest was just look at the. Movies that won Best Picture Oscars sometimes because it's, it's yeah that's that's a lot that's a lot of my list I remember from that so another one is yeah, that's um, hilarious I did the Atonement. same thing yeah, yeah did you see Atonement yes because, it, it, yeah. So, yeah. See, yeah yeah so I read the book mm-hmm. and um, I'm a big fan of James McAvoy mm-hmm. he's like my, my forever boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I like Kira Knightley. Uh-huh. I hated the movie yeah I hated it and like another girlfriend of mine also read the book did you guys read the book. No. The book was okay. But I hated the movie. It just felt like it was just slapping you in the face, trying to like be like, do you realize what is happening? Like, do you realize this big moment that's happening? It's like, calm down. Like, I've got a brain. I can process it. <laughs> right. Okay. I hit you over the head with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I think maybe I just don't like that director too much, though, because mm. I also saw uh, Pride and Prejudice. Oh, yeah. yeah. The remake. Yeah. I didn't like that one that much. Um, I saw Hana. Mm. I liked it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But then I saw Anna Karenina, which I didn't. I thought I was going to hate. But I actually really loved that one. So mm-hmm. maybe I'm turning. I don't know. I think you're right about the Oscars. Are you most? It's like there's a kind of a reason these haven't been seen, or they're not big. I mean, every now and then you have one that's you know amazing and Spotlight. Yeah, yeah, that's for a, sure. Was no country for old men. Yeah, mm-hmm. but Crash. You know, Crash, Crash. was. Absolutely. I, yeah. I haven't seen Crash. But oh, I saw it in the theater. It was a date movie one, and oh. that was. Oh, no, yeah. that, the, the date also. Yeah, <laughs> it was odd, but yeah, that was it wasn't the best seven, but yeah, that was. Yeah. You just have to remember it's yeah. best by consensus or some form of democracy. And we right. know how democracy works, so yeah, yeah, you know. well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But 
but there are a lot of times, you know, there are really good movies that are that do well that mm-hmm. should be recognized. Mm-hmm. But if you're any sort of like comedy, you won't get nominated. Right. So right. Like Back to the Future would have never been. It's you know. it's a nothing short of a miracle that Silence of the Lambs won. Yeah. And won as big as it did yeah. that year. Mm-hmm. I, I was not expecting that. Yeah. Fargo. And, I, I don't, yeah. Yeah. and Fargo. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so the other, <laughs> other one is, um, her. Did you guys see her? No. Um, Spike Jones, You're going to diss a Spike Jonze? Yeah, I'm going to diss it. I haven't seen it, so I can't defend it. I haven't seen it. Well, okay, there's a lot of things I love about the movie. I love, um, the color palette. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> the cinematography. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's beautiful. There's a lot I love about it, but I'm just, like... Don't send me hate mail, okay? <laughs> I'm just, I get tired. Of Sorry, this. don't send it to me and I won't, I won't pass it along. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. um, I get tired of um, kind of these movies that like really celebrate these like man children. <laughs> so mean. I'm yeah, like, no, I get that. But yeah. I get I get tired of it. And like the, the one thing I loved about that movie was um, his relationship with the Amy Adams character. That felt just so authentic and real and just mm-hmm. mutually supportive and... Um, great and maybe a little bit grown up mm-hmm. but yeah I got kind of tired of that I, mean, I saw it and I was like am I just like cold-hearted because I'm not being as moved as everyone else in the theater everyone else that I know that saw it right now I have to finally see it mm-hmm. and I'll come back and I'll tell you if you're cold-hearted yeah. <laughs> we'll do a repeat episode. Yeah. Yeah. so I don't know if everyone loved this one but oh. Inter- Interstellar Oh yeah, no, yeah. It seemed like a lot of people enjoyed that, and I didn't. I didn't. It was just it felt like very self indulgent. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, Uh, Slumdog Millionaire. Really, that's interesting. Yeah, because I saw it with um, a friend of mine on New Year's Eve, and as the end credits were rolling, we looked at each other, and we're like. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that, didn't that win a bunch of awards? Too? That one, I think. Yeah, that's no, it absolutely. Yeah, yeah, we got that picture, yeah. I think, yeah, right? Did it? Yeah, I felt like it did. No? It was nominated for sure. Okay. And then this won. is the trifecta. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just prejudiced against <laughs> yeah. this guy, but um, Gone Baby Gone, The Town in Argo. <laughs> oh, really? So I think, so th- I didn't mm-hmm. hate the movies, mm-hmm. but I definitely felt they were way overhyped. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe it's like the Ben Affleck machine or something, yeah. but I mean, Gone Baby Gone, that was one that I think we discussed this before. Too many fake endings. Yeah. Like, I was over it after the second fake ending. Right. Mm. No. Did you too read, much. Did, did you read the book? Mm-mm. Okay. So I wonder how the, if the book was, if it held true to the if book If it had five fake endings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if you're reading that, you're like, come on, yeah. Um, so the other one, Gone with the Wind. Not into I'm it. with you. You know, I, yeah. I get it. I, I get what. Yeah. But, I, you know, I can't root for her. I can't stand Scarlet. And it's just, it's really too long. Like, yeah, that's, too yeah. long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Plus, uh, it was up against Dark Victory and Wizard of Oz yes. that year. Yeah. As well as Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Yeah. So, and all of them are better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just opinion. throw a stone and pick another yeah. nominee. You know? Yeah, like Wizard of Oz, it, it wasn't at the time a huge, like, groundbreaking thing. Now it is. Now you watch it and everything is amazing. But back then, it was just another... Judy Garland movie, you know? Yeah. Like she was the Andy Hardy girl. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, it's interesting how that didn't win any awards, but that definitely holds up as well as any of the movies back then. So yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. The Star Trek reboot. Oh, yeah. The Abrams one. Yeah. And that was funny because I saw it. I liked it. Didn't love I liked it. And then I read this, um, I don't know if you guys are into comedy, but this, this comedian, Matt Weinhold, he wrote this essay on comedy film nerds called Why You're Wrong About Star Trek. And he <laughs> laid down, like, everything that was wrong with it. And you know what? I was like, you know what? 
He was right. It wasn't <laughs> he that your he swayed me. <laughs> he got me. And the other one is almost all Woody Allen movies. Really? Oh. Yeah. So, so, so I would Hall say and, yeah. I'd say Annie Hall. I okay. like my favorite is um, Crimes and Misdemeanors. Okay. But I feel like after you've seen maybe four or five of his, mm-hmm. the rest are just they follow the same path. Yeah. And I just yeah. no. Did no, you ever no. see Take the Money and Run? Yeah, oh, that was it. my I, that's my early favorite. early yeah. favorite yeah. When, when it was just like. God, he didn't have that many movies out. Right. And it was, you had to choose basically a favorite between Take the Money and Run and like Purple Rose of Cairo. Right. You know, mm. like something else. But it's like, he, I don't know if you ever heard of stand up. Oh, Star Like in the mid 60s. It's it's a lot like a stand up act. So it's like all these like punchlines and one liners. And uh, d- that's still one of my favorite Woody Allen yeah. movies. But I get that's it. A, I, I get why. You, I, I can see why people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> so this one was interesting because as I was starting to think about it, I realized, wait. Usually, I'm thinking about films I like that nobody else likes. And right. I'm in a defensive position, now I have to be more antagonistic That's about right. this episode. Um, <laughs> and I know that I get, like, you know, teed off around Oscar season. So I did. I went and I looked at, like, all of the, you know, the unworthy winners and, <laughs> and whatever. And I don't know. I, I actually didn't pick too many from that. Gone with the Wind was one. and. Argo, I totally agree with that one. Mm-hmm. Um, Django Unchained and Amour. Amour was nominated that. I loved mm-hmm. Amour. Mm-hmm. I have this funny story. So uh, uh, Amour, I saw in Los Angeles, and I'm walking out of this theater near Irvine in like the middle of the night, and this couple, a guy and a girl, come up to me in the parking lot out of nowhere, and she's like, did you just see Amour? Uh, maybe she sensed, you know, <laughs> that I was stumbling emotionally, like wrecked. <laughs> Out of this like heart wrenching movie, and mm-hmm. that must have been a more because who knows what else was playing. And I said, Yeah, I just saw it. She said, Oh, I hated that film. That movie makes no sense. And I just I emotionally like wrecked because I it had meant quite a lot to me. I mm-hmm. really liked it um, and was processing it as I'm walking out into the night. Um, and she just absolutely hated it, and I couldn't understand. And I guess she just didn't get sure. the ending, which. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel it was that terribly ambiguous, but mm-hmm. I could understand how she might not have understood it. That was kind of strange. Well, Amour could have could have and should have easily beaten Argo, but, you know, they don't like to have foreign films win Best Picture, but That's they will true. nominate them. Except for... Um, Except there's the like artist. the artist, but the it was artist. silent, so it did, yeah. So. And it was about Hollywood. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But I, I did really enjoy the artist. I thought that was a lot of fun, so... I love the dog. So that, and I, I'm going to throw in, <laughs> since we're talking about Oscars... Um, a Beautiful Mind, only because I have a grudge. Okay. Not because my favorite film that year uh, was nominated as Best Picture, because it wasn't, but Mulholland Drive, I feel, mm. was overlooked as a nominee and a winner that year. Mm. It, uh, in my book, that mm-hmm. was the clear winner. It should have uh, a better profile on the Oscars um, history, but, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, moving along. <laughs> Some good ones, I think, that I absolutely hate, that I feel like people love. So maybe maybe people don't actually love them. Maybe I just think people love them, like, irresponsibly. But I hate Borat. That has got to be <laughs> the stupidest, crudest, awfulest film ever. And I went and I saw that in El Cerrito with my husband. And we were, we were like, halfway through. We were already talking about leaving early. Right. And I can't remember if we did or not. We should have, because it only got worse. It's one of those cringe movies where you're just like, ugh. That is... Aren't uh, they trying to kind of push that? Oh, Oh, they absolutely are. They're trying to embarrass people. But, you know, and I I hope 
that I can get something out of cringeworthy humor for a purpose, for a reason, with a message. Mm-hmm. And that was just like, really? Yeah, for the same. I'm not getting anything out of this except more and more disgust and hatred for humanity. <laughs> so did you know yeah. about him in like the OG show before he did Borat? No, I didn't. Okay, so he was I doing found these characters yeah, 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 before yeah. that. I found so, out yeah. after. So I went into that kind of cold. Yeah. Maybe not the best situation mm-hmm. to go into no but i get that, that. cold that yeah. movie that movie sucks. so like a lot of people some people like borat they hate what, what was the second one uh, oh the homophobic one yes what was, God, what was his I name don't, i don't know i forgot that one but yeah they they bruno they, bruno they hated bruno yeah I didn't see that one. Well, yeah, if you didn't like Borat, no, you no, no, I, Bruno, just, so, yeah. I didn't think I could do it. No, you, yeah, <laughs> it's not your cup of tea. So. Yeah. Okay, so Bram Stoker's Dracula. Mm. That movie sucks. And the production values, it's like they get diminishingly worse as the movie goes through. Mm-hmm. Anthony Hopkins is wasted in it. Keanu Reeves does another, well, there you go. like, uh-huh. head plant into a period film. I mean, you put Keanu Reeves in any period film, and that sucker's going to tank. Uh, well, it's not that, that it's going to take, but for me, I'm just going to dangerous liaisons, two minutes of uh, screen time, and I'm like, oh, uh, disbelief out the window. Every time he comes on screen, I'm like, okay, yeah, well, Ted. What was the movie he was in with Charlie Theron? What was that called? With uh, oh, Al Pacino? The, um, with the devil? Yes. But, but yeah. You kind Devil's of, Advocate? Devil's Advocate, yeah. yeah. There was another one that could have been good, and Keanu was the main actor. Yeah. But you know what, though? <laughs> it's in Keanu's defense, okay. he is really good in John Wick, the John Wick that, Yeah, that's what you're right, saying. Right, I remember yeah. he so, said yeah. people, and yeah. I will give him that he can be good in a film when he's playing Keanu Reeves. Right. Brilliant in a film, as long as he's playing Keanu Reeves. Yeah, I think I heard someone say that, like, The Matrix works, in the, especially the first one, because he's so overwhelmed by, like, what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. it's, it's not that <laughs> 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 you know, like, I mean, even he like could this, script that film, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. Good. So I'm going to use that as a segue because my uh, <laughs> I have lower on the list. I have the Matrix. Ah. Not so. The first one or the, the whole first trilogy? One. I never got to the other one. Ah, the okay. Matrix just puts me to sleep. So I have tried. <laughs> now this is like I know people like it, but I could never get into it. Mm-hmm. It always put me to sleep. Mm-hmm. Like it put me to sleep. Literally. Mm-hmm. I'm not <laughs> saying it bored <laughs> me. I fall asleep. I can never get uh, you know through like 20 minutes of it. I don't ah, know. Okay. Is it a like a particularly boring film, I don't know. It bored me. Yeah, yeah. And what I what I did see of it and what I understand of it, I wasn't particularly interested in all. Mm-hmm. And I like, I guess I don't know. I get it. I hate it. It's stupid. That's one what of this, these is days, what this is about. Now, one of these days, I bet you. Now that I've said this, now that I've committed it to a recording, <laughs> I bet you Forever. I will see that movie someday, and I'll be like, oh my goodness, this isn't that bad. Yeah. I, I like it, you know. So one of these days, I'm going to get my karmic comeuppance for The Matrix. <laughs> but that's okay. I mean, but, until, I, but as of now, mm-hmm. I can't get into it. Movies and music, there's times when, you know, just whatever your initial reaction, and whatever you are at that point in your life, you could like or not like something, you go back and it could be completely different for you, so. Yeah, that's that's like, like, we're, like you talked about with the Goonies and E.T. Yeah, like, yeah. I, yeah, completely different mm-hmm. uh, opinions going back to it. Yeah. Um, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. <laughs> Did people like that movie? Like I, it was successful. It was successful, yeah. but it sucked. I, yeah, you know my tastes at that age when I was like super young yeah. were so different than but they are now? now. Now it's on Netflix and, <laughs> and I like no, it's just been too yeah. embarrassing for mm-hmm. me because I remember like oh I loved it, but I mean I remember. Um, when Pretty Woman came out, mm-hmm. like I love <laughs> the movie. Mm-hmm. I remember all my friends loved it, and then 
that that time, my brother, I saw my brother reading movie reviews and I had never seen them before. And he's just like, oh yeah, they just talk about oh, movies are good. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to look at Pretty Woman. I bet it's going to be like the guy jumping Oh from, yeah, from the, the San Francisco Chronicle. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it was like I think the sleeping guy. And I was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I couldn't like that's when I realized okay, wait, criticism is not right. really reflect like pop- popular opinion. Yeah. But that's that's a movie where I, mean, I can't remember that far back, but I remember yeah, like loving it. Now I'm like, I mean, because Kevin Costner is and Brian Adams with the theme song. Yeah, like, <laughs> what? I, I, Everything I do, I do for and you. I know but <laughs> and I, that's, that's something that gets me is like anachronistic soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's totally. Well, what's like going on American. there? And yeah. Like, oh, yeah, totally yeah, yeah. American Robin Hood. A yeah. totally American Robin Hood. Yeah. What? And I don't want to forget this. So speaking of the Chronicle, and though I used to love the guy jumping out of the scene. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. I'll never forget. It was right around the same era. Mick LaSalle, I'm pretty sure, had for Dancing with Wolves, the guy sleeping. Yeah. Okay, which is fine. If, you, okay. if you're not into it, you're not into it. I get that. But then he had, I think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out. He, had, he wasn't jumping out of seat, but he was applauding. What? Okay, fine. Yeah, that's, uh, take it with a grain of salt. But, yeah. <laughs> that's why you have to look at reviews and like aggregate. Oh, absolutely. Not, like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, back in the day, there was no Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, you had whatever your mm-hmm. local. You know, yeah, I remember was. like watching Siskel and Ebert, and sometimes oh, yeah. I was they like, "Yeah, they're on my side," and then I'd be like, oh, "I've been betrayed," yeah. you know, and like Ebert would like go against me or Siskel or one whatever. of my ex-boyfriends. Yeah. He's from Illinois, mm-hmm. and he oh, yeah. he wrote to Roger Ebert disagreeing with him about a movie, mm-hmm. and Roger Ebert wrote back to him and kind of just explained why he. You know, wrote the way he just did. Yeah. That's awesome. They did that. I've, I've yeah. heard so many stories like that about Roger Ebert. Like you yeah. know that director Ava DuVernay. De- mm-hmm. She um, she did directed Selma and she directed the Thirteenth. Mm-hmm. But she was on his documentary and she said when she was like really young, her aunt, who's also like a really big movie nerd, took her to. Um, the Oscars and she saw her and she was like hey what's up thumbs up thumbs up and he came over and like took a photo with her and then she like sent it to him and you know it was just I, I've heard a lot of stories yeah. about, like, like that about him that's awesome yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. cool anyway. they would take the time to actually you know write back and yeah. give a thoughtful yeah. response yeah know? that's yeah. cool yeah, it used to be, I mean, Siskel and Ebert, you know, Leonard Malton, like, yeah. all, like all those guys, like, they... Oh, who was the guy with the hair? Oh, um, Gene Shalit. Was it Gene? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah they had yeah, yeah. huge eyebrows and much yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they were big and deals. Amazing boys. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, then, and then locally, do you remember Jan Wall? The Hat Lady. The Hat Lady, yeah. She but, used to have her own Hollywood uh, radio show. But I it. felt like, my brother felt like this too, she's... She clings too much to she 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 swayed from movies that are very old Hollywood. Definitely, do you know what I mean? Absolutely, and it's like mm-hmm. things that are a little bit like quirky. Like I don't know how would you would think about like Drive. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, no, totally. so it's. I know she. I think she of, might have a short, like five minute thing she does for maybe KCBS or KGO. So they, I don't know. I, I haven't listened to her in uh-huh. you know in twenty years, but yeah, that's okay. that's a good point. Yeah, she definitely skewed towards old. But, yeah. yeah. But the hat lady, yeah. Okay, not to, uh, yeah. I didn't grow up in the area, so I don't okay. know the hat lady. Yeah. I missed out. Um, let's see. Is it Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, American Robin Hood? Oh, Drack. Um, Avatar. Okay, yeah, so, I'm with you with so Avatar. If yeah. you want to make your own Avatar, make three movies, and then take all the characters and basically the script, Yeah. reconfigure it, jumble it all together, throw it in like a bottle, 
box, shake really, really hard, and then throw it out on the table, and you have your own avatar. <laughs> so I went and I saw that in um, San Francisco at the Kabuki Theater with a fellow film nerd and film snob, I should admit, yes, film snobs um, of mine, and we just cackled the entire way through, because it was so obvious how many of the characters and the lines and the... Um, the story arcs were mined from basically Titanic, The Abyss, and Aliens. You take those three movies, you mash them together, and you have Avatar. Mm -hmm. and you just make some characters. So it's blue. like his other James Cameron movies yeah. plus Ridley Scott. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, because Aliens is James Cameron. That's true. The, the oh, sequel is, is yeah. Oh, at least an yeah. Alien. Is Alien Ridley Scott? No. Alien is Scott. Yeah. Aliens is Cameron. Oh, yeah. so he just yeah. referenced his own movies. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> So yeah, so if you wanted to do that, and we just, we cackled the entire way through, because like by, I think maybe 20 minutes into the film, we knew which character was going to have like the emotional death, right? because we'd already seen it in the film before. So yeah, I don't know what was so great about that movie, because I know a lot of people liked it, but it was Visually, endless yeah. Yeah. and repetitive if, he's, if you'd seen any Cameron before. Right. So it's kind of pointless. Like, I don't get anyone that would that doesn't have a 3D TV that would have bought the movie and watched it repeatedly. You know, like, I get it. I get the visual experience yeah. of going to the theater, but I don't know. Yeah. It was nice seeing it in the theater. Not that I remember it. Mm. I remember hating it. Oh, I do remember a movie I walked out on. Uh -huh. Legends of the Fall. Oh. That was, that wow. Suck. That was horrible. Yeah. I was really mad that I paid to see it, so I walked out on it. Yeah, that was like, what? Mid -90s, I don't remember early nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's one of his early films. It's yeah. probably like ninety five. That was like the height of his like yeah. popular. I mean, Brangelina, I guess, is also the height. Yeah. But that was like when he was like the sexiest man alive and stuff, yeah. right? The lights have gone out here for the listening audience, but it's, yeah, and so we're, we're waving our hands. We're we think flailing. We're that's all right. We'll just do this in the dark. That's though. okay. Well, we watch movies. In that's the right. Dark. That's actually this is perfect. Okay, so wait, so I just dissed Avatar. <laughs> I have a list of these. So Coming to America, I hate that. Movie. No it's my way! Favorite, it's oh. my husband's favorite movie. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I think I have like more <laughs> hatred for it than I would because he wants to watch it like more than once a year. Okay. And I don't have the stomach for that movie more than once a year. It's not funny. It's patently like unfunny to me. You don't like the sold low and the barbershop <laughs> scenes and. I, I do like yeah, it. Yeah, I like them okay. It's like, <laughs> so if you had to choose between know. Beverly Hills Cop, 48 Hours, and definitely Coming to America, which I consider his three best movies. But. Okay, so <laughs> let's roll this back. So Ke Keanu Reeves, Kevin Costner, mm -hmm. and Eddie Murphy are not <laughs> my favorite actors. Actors, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot of people have said that about Costner. I, I've always had a soft spot for Costner because I like Sports movies, but Field of Dreams, yeah. yes. Anything that's else not, even, that's not even really a sports yeah. movie. That's more of a his, you know, he's getting in touch with his feelings about his dad and what was lost and yeah, stuff like that. But I mean, baseball's thrown in, but yeah, mm -hmm. but it's not like Bull Durham or Tin Cup or yeah, I, Bull Durham. I really like Dance with Wolves. Right, yeah, yeah. Unless I rewatch it, I it's a long movie. That's yeah. that's a long yeah. one. Yeah, and I like Mary mm -hmm. McDonald a lot. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna eventually do movies that are way too long. <laughs> that is on the list. Oh, okay, yeah, Avatar. Like in terms of like, it just had to. It had a long story to tell, or too long as in too self-indulgent. It can be both because, um, yeah, no, both. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, mm -hmm. that could be fun. Could be just it was an hour and forty-five minutes. It was too long. You know, you never yeah. know. So. Well, mine are any Judd Apatow movie. It's yeah. the way. I mean, yeah, you know, I can see that. Yeah. I mean, any yeah. comedy over ninety minutes, you're pushing it. So.
in my opinion. So. Yeah, there are a couple of exceptions to that. But well, there always is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, let me see. Uh, okay, a couple of Tim Burton's, because mm-hmm. Tim Burton, I find, um, I just think he has so much potential, but he's perpetually disappointing. Mm. Um, Sleepy Hollow. Mm-hmm. Talk about movies that destroy themselves in the third act with unnecessary and unnecessarily complicated exposition. I mean, talk about uh, poor Miranda Richardson at the end of that movie, just bogged down with such useless and unnecessary exposition. I mean, it's those scenes that just really shout to the audience that you are so stupid you could never possibly have understood everything that has come before or the emotional weight that it has on this character because we can't possibly be bothered to act these things out subtly or whatever. So, yeah, so Sleepy Hollow, I love. Up until, like, the third act, that's, uh, like, a final act disappointment. Um, That was Johnny Depp, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that movie has, it's got a lot of great moments, but it's one of those things that's... uh, the moments are greater than the sum of its parts, mm. if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's all just falls apart in the, at the end. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the CGI transitions from like one scene to the next ruin it for me. Mm-hmm. So it turns it into like this vignette of clever little things mm-hmm. that I want to like, but don't like nearly as much. And then there's this, just one shot at the end where all of the kids are walking out of the factory mm-hmm. safe. I much would have preferred it just to clip that out and leave it ambiguous like they did it in the original. Yeah. If you choose to think that those uh, naughty children have gotten their cup come up and have been completely destroyed or whatever. It's up to you to decide. You know, it's it. up to you to yeah. decide. Yeah, and you can imagine your your way out of that if you're soft. So I take it you really, you really enjoyed the original. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So that, that might also have clouded. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I absolutely. Could, I totally admit that. Yeah. However... It does go back to my disappointment in Tim Burton sometimes not being as dark as I think he could be. Mm. Um, an exception to that, mm. oh, yeah. an exception to that though, where I do think he does go dark, but I still don't like it, is Sweeney Todd. Mm. Um, because that's a, an instance where I feel like he would have done better to rather than create a cartoonish film about a really horrible and kind of beautiful subject matter he should have just done the claymation because he created mm-hmm. a film that feels like it should have been claymation with performers that can't sing and all of the most kind of pivotal songs just fall flat and um that's a film where i want to like it and i just can't because it's so Ugh. Mm-hmm. yeah it just doesn't do it for me the orchestrations this is, this is the worst thing about it. The orchestrations are so beautiful for that because they went all out. And usually you see it in a, a musical format. You see it with a limited orchestra. And Tunic, who did the original Broadway orchestrations, went back for the film and he just went all out. And it's such a sumptuous, beautiful score with mediocre or less, usually less singing on top of it. So, well, it, at least in terms of Sweeney Todd, mm. it just... Didn't even try to sing his way through that film. I love that you guys are really putting the work here. You know, like you guys have a great <laughs> list. I have like, inner hatred. <laughs> <laughs> like venting it. <laughs> you know, I was like, going to go the opposite and say, like, my love for movies is pure. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you guys are playing along. This is good. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh no, this is tremendous. Fun. You know, it's getting out some of my two sixteen. There you go. Uh, aggression as well. Two thousand seventeen is for. Um, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean could mm. fall into the. It's just too long for its own good. It's. Mm-hmm. I just didn't find it interesting. It's just so repetitive. I felt like it. Like Monsters Incorporated. Once they establish the um, the geographic kind of um, boundaries of the narrative like this the places that they visit they go back and forth between those places over and over and yeah. over again like are you trapped in like a loop in <laughs> that film and monsters incorporated it's like how many times can you go to the same place to do something you should have done before um point break this is this is the original the, the original yeah, I, I haven't seen the new well, one well keanu so, there you go there's yeah. a theme here so this is a movie <laughs> this is a movie that i love to hate because um, as a skydiver it's absolutely preposterous. Yeah. The, the, it's like five minute free fall where they're talking to each other. I think a lot of skydivers just love to hate this movie. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. But really love it. I don't, I don't love it. I <laughs> just love surfers, to hate it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's just absolutely ridiculous. Keanu Reeves again. Though but I, did, I, Keanu Reeves doesn't ruin this movie. Mm-hmm. It's just the absolutely absurd, the absolute absurdity of that film that kills it. Well, Gary Busey's in it too, so. He yeah. might kill it for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Catherine, Bigelow. yeah. Catherine Bigelow, yeah, James yeah. Cameron's ex-wife. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. I just saw a great Catherine Bigelow movie that I forgot about. Did you ever see Blue Steel with Jamie Lee Curtis? And yeah, Ron Silver. Yeah, he is so yeah. twisted. That was yeah. the craziest. That, that yeah. freaked me out a little bit. Yeah. It, yeah. And like the the shots are beautiful. Like mm-hmm. really, really well done. So if you want to see a great like gritty serial killer like. She's a Jimmy Lee Curtis is a, a new cop. Yeah, and Silver is just this twisted guy who ends up getting her gun after a botched robbery, hmm. and uh, and then goes on a killing spree and then starts stalking her. But it's really, really well done. Mm-hmm. And it's one of her early films. That. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Lee Curtis is another one that just yeah. she can do comedy. Oh yeah. And, I mean, and serious. She's uh, brilliant. The fish called Wanda. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, yeah. And yeah, do these really serious, mm-hmm. heavy things. She's great. I did yeah. just yeah. see a crazy. Um, Jimmy Curtis movie totally 80s did you ever see Perfect with uh, her and John Travolta it's all the aerobics craze of the mid 80s it was based on uh, Rolling Stones uh, Rolling Stone magazine articles from the 70s and it was just Jan Winters in it who was like the editor of Rolling Stone it's so it's literally uh, there's 20 minutes of her just doing aerobics and I was like come on guys like you like you could cut this down by like 15 minutes, but it's absolutely priceless. So I had to watch it just because it was it was so bad 80s. But well, that sounds yeah. fun. But I think I'll uh, I'll see Blue Steel. Yeah, definitely <laughs> see Blue Steel yeah. first. Yes, yeah. Um, okay, so I've only got uh, a couple more. I hope. Um, so Point Break. That's uh, like I said. That's one that I hate, but the community of people that I am around. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. Okay. So I feel a little bit guilty admitting that one. Here's another one that I feel kind of guilty admitting that I hate um, because a lot of this, the, the circles that I run in outside of work and whatever <laughs> love it. Uh-huh. And I don't know why. Showgirls. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I know like that's a movie it. that a lot of people a love classic, to hate. Yeah. But a lot of, yeah, a lot of the people, that I was, they love that movie. Did you see it in I the I don't theater? like it. So much so that I don't admit to... A lot of people how much i hate that film <laughs> i've admitted it to my best friend mm-hmm. and to you in the room now why do they you like might have it? to edit this out so okay. that nobody finds out uh-huh. but i yeah. want to know why they like it yeah me too i don't know anything <laughs> that you want. But that's, isn't that a movie that you're supposed to, like it's 
it, you're kind of supposed to hate watch it or mm-hmm. you know not to take it too seriously. Yeah. No, I'm talking about people who just love this movie okay. for what it is. Well, I've for, told this story on the yeah. told the story on the podcast. I I've seen it. I saw it in the theater. Yeah. And it melted the, like three quarters of the like two thirds of the way in. And so you so, had an easy out. Did yeah. You for it? <laughs> I and they didn't. They just gave us a free ticket and we left. And I never. I still don't know how it ends. So that's yeah. It ends poorly. But yeah. <laughs> I just turned seventeen, so that's <laughs> why we were all going. <laughs> yeah. 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 So so you know that so you know that one of my big icons is Peaches Christ mm-hmm. and she's a drag queen in San Francisco that mm-hmm. runs a, a movie series and her favorite film is Showgirls. Her favorite film is Showgirls and she shows it annually and I um, volunteer for the PCP films, which is Peaches Christ Productions, mm-hmm. and so I get to see this once a year. And this year for the <laughs> anniversary they did the musical version of it with um, one of the original performers from the Broadway production, the off-Broadway production. Okay. And that was much more tongue-in-cheek and kind of self-aware and much more fun for me. But the movie, I just, you know, I, I can't, I don't think I can stand to see Agent Dale Cooper in a pool or even in Las Vegas. It's so creepy. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, uh, if there were nothing else happening wrong in that film, well, well, not, uh, that would be enough so to not scar Elizabeth me. Berkeley, but... Th- the other lead actress, I can't. Her name isn't coming to me right now. But yeah, she's a brunette. Um, mm-hmm. She was good in it. I, you know, I yeah, I actually it, yeah. saw a clip of that film and I, I realized, wow, she's Gina Gershon. Gina Gershon. Yeah, yeah she's, she's actually very good. She was pretty yeah. good in it. Yeah, but yeah, Elizabeth Berkley, I guess, has disavowed any knowledge by the of the film to, since yeah. then. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, do they do they ever show uh, striptease then from uh, Demi Moore? Because that's I kind of like it. no, they haven't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, they, Burt Reynolds they similar posters, or I don't know. No, they they haven't shown striptease. Yeah, I don't know. If it's that might be one for the <laughs> good enough. Yeah. yeah. Well, wait a minute. So sorry to yeah. the show. Was that's all written by Joe Esther? Yeah. Esther yeah. Ha- Esther. He because he, he, he wrote Basic Instinct mm-hmm. too, yes. right? And didn't he also write? Um, is it Jade? <laughs> David Caruso, the one that I think you're right. The one Maybe, that that yeah. takes place in San Francisco. That is just like, uh, I mean, if 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 he also, yeah, I think I can without having seen yeah. Showgirls, I can almost picture what that. Yeah, movie well, is imagine like. it. Uh, that career started at Basic Instinct, right, and is a downward trajectory, right? Is Basic Instinct, mm-hmm. then Showgirls, and then Jade. I think if I have the yeah. chronology in my mind correct, I might not. Um, yeah. Are. He did Showgirls. He did Flashdance. Silver. Silver. Oh, that was the Sharon oh. Stone. Yeah. Baldwin. Jagged Edge was good. I like Jagged Edge. That was with Glenn Close. Yeah. yeah, that was a good one. That was kind of a thriller. Jade, yeah. Jade. 1995. Yeah, okay. And Nowhere to Run with Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Um, I also did Basic Instinct 2. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it is such important validation when the original creatives come back to do the sequel. Michael Douglas was no. a lot of those creepy, like, like Basic Instinct, Fatal Attraction, mm-hmm. uh, Disclosure. Mm-hmm. Like, he was in a lot of those type of... Where there was his... That was like his Michael idea. Douglas. Like, they, he was in a lot of those kind of... Yeah, I mean, that was his idea. Yeah. Um, you know, those kind of those uh, sexual thriller type yeah. movies. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. I guess everyone at that... I wanted to see him naked. Which I, I don't know, yeah. He was in another one that was, it was a remake of a Hitchcock movie um, with Gwyneth Paltrow. It was like... Um, oh, Perfect Murder? Yes. Yeah, I don't know what it was a remake of, but it was definitely a Hitchcock movie. But yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah. Um, 
One more, and then I have uh, light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> Independence Day. I hated the original <laughs> Independence Day. I, you were reaching back. I hadn't even thought of stuff in oh, so really? long. <laughs> I mean, that, that was another movie where I was just like sitting in the theater. I was like, I'm done. I'm ready. Yeah. You know, before, the, before the first building blew up, I was like ready to go. And then after that, I think when Harvey Firestein got it, I was <laughs> like, okay, I'm ready. That's it. I don't know how you go to the researcher list, but I went back on all my Netflix ratings and like tried to find my twos and ones, and yeah, that was that was fun that to do because awesome. I I totally like some came yeah. up. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I really didn't like this movie. I have so. a simple explanation for me. I hold a flipping grudge. <laughs> I, I can tell. I know. And the funny thing is, so ever uh, after we have these interviews, I know I. As soon as I get to that door, you're going to turn that off the recorder. Yeah. I'm going to get to the door. And I'm like, God, I know I have so much more hatred in me. <laughs> so many more movies. They're all going to come to me. As, uh. and, and that's sad. But anyway, so those were the ones that really leaped out to me. Yeah. I hate those movies. Um, but I wanted to end... Uh, on a positive note. <laughs> on, on, on a positive note. That's not this episode. Be, <laughs> no, I know it's not. That's why I have to take a complete left turn. But... Um, so as I mentioned, I get to the door after these interviews, and I'm like, oh, no, I forgot. So there's – and I've been good about not bringing these up. I'm just mm-hmm. – usually just whatever I come up with when I get to the door, I just leave it. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll have another opportunity in another life. But there's one that I can't get over. On the episode that you did for Best Sequels, Yes. there's one that I didn't mention, and frankly, I don't know if anybody else mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think maybe one of the best sequels ever and ranks up there in my mind with, um, Godfather 2 and Aliens. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm surprised you didn't mention it, Brian. Okay. The Bride of Frankenstein. Oh, that's, you know, I didn't even think of any of the monster movies, but that's a great point. That is right. The Bride of Frankenstein is so much better than almost maybe any of the other universal horror films and maybe better than most films yeah. <laughs> through like the 30s <laughs> i think i brought things up in this in the scary movie but you're right i yeah. mean bride of frankenstein even the, the the one after i think it was son of frankenstein yeah, with um because that was the one that was mimicked a lot by or uh, parodied by young frankenstein so like mm-hmm. um the lionel atkin or atwell um scene where you know his uh, he's got the fake arm yeah and everything so um yeah, that was yeah. Those three, the first three Frankenstein movies are really good. You're right. That's yeah. Yeah. Thank you so for I'm, reminding me. Yes. So that that was one exception that I felt was just needed universal acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you're right because I can't think of other other sequels for those old monster movies that, that hold up well, or if not better than the original. Yeah, and, and maybe that one should have gotten best picture nod yeah, nomination, right. not a win. Maybe not a win. But a nod. Brian was great because so you, you really saw the, the change of the monster. Like, and mm-hmm. he, you know, had a heart. And where he, I think I think that was the one where he visited the old, the old blind man in the, that was out. Yeah, so the, much yeah, of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so much of what we think of as being um, coming out of the original Frankenstein mm-hmm. film. Really came from Brian. In that, in yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's that's a great one. Do you have any more, Josephine? Not to leave you hanging. Uh, I think that was it. I'm yeah. not, I can think of. You guys right have a lot though, so this is good. So I don't even know what I can edit. So this might be a full <laughs> on, might be one episode with you guys. So thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. Thank you to everyone that appeared on the show this week. I do have a few more movie series that I've never 
uh, really appealed to me. One is Monty Python. I know I hear the gasps in the room and I kind of let it slip with Malin and Josephine. But yeah, I mean, The Life of Brian. Tried to watch it. Maybe it's the British humor that, I, you know, some of the stuff's really funny and I the, the spam and all that stuff. And yeah, it's great. But um, no, this movie uh, or the, the trilogy I tried to watch and it just does not resonate with me. Sorry. Harry Potter. Uh, <laughs> didn't read the books. Don't care about the movies. I don't care about sorcery. Sorry, Mom. But Harry Potter. Sorry. And then, of course, if I didn't like Harry Potter, do you think I like Lord of the Rings? <laughs> no. Anyway, so that's it for this week. Thank you for listening. Hopefully, we didn't uh, steer, you know, piss you off about movies that we should have loved. But hey, it's a personal preference. You're not gonna like everything. But that's what this this podcast is about: to have fun discussions like this and have a lively but respectful debate. Now for the plugs. You got to go to iTunes, you got to subscribe there, you can rate and review the show, we could really use it. So also go to Podbean at damngoodmoviememories.podbean.com. You can go to our Facebook page so you can get all the updates. And of course, you can always look at our YouTube page. All right, until next week, this is Brian signing off. Adele, Desi. Okay, so we're going to do some bonus coverage for all you super fans out there with Kent. And so he has gone back and listened to some of the podcasts. And, and for this, he has, what is first movie? My that, first movie. Yeah, in a theater. My, my parents and I are always cracking up about this date. The first movie I ever saw was a, about a talking bear. It's called Toklat. Oh, Nobody's ever heard never of this, heard of I it. promise you. What I year is this? 73, okay. maybe. So I was, like eight, I was eight or nine years old. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know what my, was my mom was thinking that I'd want to see this, but she we t- we went to the theater, we sat down, we started watching it, and I asked my mother. I said, "Do you have to pay to leave the cinema?" Because <laughs> I noticed she had to, we had to pay to get in, and she goes, "No." And I go, "Okay." And I said, I was, "I'm going to go to the bathroom." And I went to the bathroom, and I then I walked out of the cinema and walked back across a busy street and to the car, and I sat on the car. And just sat there and waited. And then my mother came out like 30 minutes later, all frantic. Like, yeah. Where were you? What happened to you? And I said, oh, I didn't like the movie. And I thought you, I thought you did. So I decided to <laughs> let you enjoy it. What I'll a nice kid. <laughs> so if you're ever on a date, would you do the same yeah, thing? No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you liked it. Yeah. Take off, but yeah. I'll, I'll just sit in the back. Yeah, exactly. That's a great story. So, was so what, was it, what was the second movie? What was the movie you actually remember liking the first movie you saw in the theater? Well, I'm a local boy in Sunnyvale, okay. and I went, we went to the Hacienda Cinemas a okay. lot, on, on, which was El Camino and Wolf. Mm. And <laughs> I remember watching the Smokey and the Bandit oh, films. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those were fun. Sally Field and Burr Reynolds. Yeah, and we try to... We try to not sneak in, but we try to see the second showing for free. So we go to the bathroom <laughs> in between shows and try to watch it again, or, or just cornball stuff. I, it depends. What, I, I, I've never been to that one, so I grew up in Belmont. Um, but I don't know. Was it a giant theater? No, you, no? Okay. just two, so, two screens. Wow, you, you wouldn't get caught for that? I mean, the, the... Yeah. We, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what we did, but we were so, you know, every quarter, quarter sure. was uh, everything then. So we whatever we had to do, we did. It was totally different back then. And I missed that yeah. because movies would be in a theater for six months, yeah. sometimes a year if it was really popular. And yeah. now it's like literally three weeks and even a good movie it will be gone in a month. Right. So, it's crazy. It's yeah. absolutely changed. But that's a great story. So oh, I'm going to put that's this fun. in the end and people will enjoy this. Right. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks Ken. Thank you. By summer, Toklat decided he had had just about enough. 
He was determined that nobody was going to get the best of him ever again. Thinking he was alone, he set up a training camp and grabbed any sparring partner he could find. He attacked another poor sap to prove that he was a grizzly critter, strong, savage, and ferocious. Squirrel wasn't too impressed, but she wouldn't expose him. Yeah.